Hey, aloha, everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold. This is our Monday edition of the Jeff Reinbold Show. I'm here with my partner, Michael McQuaid, over in Ireland. We're here for 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in both the UK and Ireland. Michael, a big weekend of football is just about over. We got Monday night tonight. We got the Raiders and the Packers. But we had some awful, interesting action. I'm going to say that awful. There was some awful football, and there was some really interesting football. But it was a great weekend of football. Man, it's great to see you again. And do you know what? It's funny because I was like, where is he going with this awful thing? Yeah, I get it now. Um, it's Lunes. It's Monday. <laughs> After the other it's lunes it's monday um monday night football yeah so people listening in the podcast on tuesday welcome in again we 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 like jeff first off our picks are going downhill man like we, we both picked the commanders on thursday night football and i tell you what jeff not to go back five days in the past or something irrelevant you know someday i'm going to be sitting on my deathbed getting the last rights or whatever and i'm going to tell myself there's three hours of my life i'm never getting back i woke up on friday morning with <laughs> <laughs> the biggest amount of regret. We have some breaking news. Are you, are you up for the breaking news, Jeff? Give me some breaking news. Here's the TikTok reel, folks. Um, the LA 2028 Olympics is recommending five sports to the IOC panel on October the 20, or October the 16th, uh, and one of them is flag football. Now, I don't know my Olympic rules off by heart, but I am nearly certain that if that's passed, then it goes to the next stage. So looking like, Jeff... Uh, flag football it might make the olympics maybe you could have one big hurrah in california coaching some flag football team uh your girl phoebe obviously i've tried like maybe she might go to 28 as well who knows but if it happens it'd be pretty cool wouldn't it to see that like for you like for your career to see where football has went from where you've started to now it would really be the icing on the cake to see a whole new generation of kids and young people play football wouldn't it you know, I think it's interesting because this has been a goal of IFAF, the International Federation of American Football, for years. And one of the reasons that they started national teams was an eye on that one day they would like football to be in the Olympic Games. Well, flag football has really caught fire and it is a huge, huge deal. And obviously you saw that by the European championships that were held in Ireland and you see the world championships. Um, I think this is a tremendous development for football itself. I think it's great for flag football and it's great for, you know, in the, in the final analysis, it's always good for the NFL because, you know, this just creates more awareness of the game around the globe and more players playing and men, women. And, you know, I think it's just fantastic news. And another, another, you know, I guess uh, maybe another rung of, past or another uh step that we've taken in growing the sport around the world and and i'm really pleased about it it is big news look i was one of the first people to not not be converted i just didn't know enough about it and i seen it last year at a packers training day in london i then seen it in limerick i love it that it actually might get me into playing the jab which could be well, I, you know mike it is a fantastic game and it's um it's wide open it's really a lot of fun and everybody that plays it, you know, you know, you can play it past the days when your body breaks down from, you know, playing contact football. And I think that there are some kids and let's face it, there are some kids and men and women that don't enjoy the physical part of it, the hitting part of football, but still love the throwing and the catching the, you know, the, all that football is. So I think it's going to continue to grow because 
I think you're going to see more young kids get into the game through flag football. And whether they ever become tackle football participants or not is really unimportant. The real thing is that they become lovers of the game. Oh my God, I've been on mute for the last 20 seconds and I'm not going to edit that out. I was saying, Jeff, thank you for going into just going into detail on that. I've seen it just before uh, we went live there. So that, that that's pretty cool news. And for people watching live, get your questions in, we will get to them ASAP. Jeff, uh, look, we have to talk about London very quickly. I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Trev, Irish Bills Mafia with a mug. Met him yesterday. Jeff, first time for him flying out of Ireland ever. And he was going. He, the man it was a it was it was a Christmas day, so I I gotta give him a shout out, Jeff. I um, I loved that. Like that was some weekend, man. Like that, probably the best atmosphere London's ever had, and just a great day. I'm gonna start tearing up now, so I'm, I'll just stop talking. But well, it, it, was, it, it was a good weekend. It was a great day. It was over sixty one thousand fans, the biggest you know crowd in in you know Tottenham Hotspur uh, for, for for a football game certainly and that's a positive sign. And then all of the, you know, the, just how the whole place was on fire. Just, you know, the people were in the streets, they were in the pubs. It was just, whether there was Americans that had come over, you know, Londoners that were into the game, people from around Europe that had flown into London for the game. Bill's mafia was full force and it was, it, it was a tremendous spectacle spectacle. And it just, it doesn't seem like it ever ends. It just gets better and better all the time. And, and uh, you know, the Bills fans, I think, really set the tone for the weekend. And, you know, the the event down at Battersea Park was fantastic. And, you know, you had the commissioner. And I mean, you, you didn't get any bigger than that when you got the commissioner in, in town. So it's certainly a, a win-win, again, for the National Football League. I had serious FOMO. Thanks everyone for getting the questions and we will get to them in the second part. Uh, Jeff, like, look, very quickly on that, Jags were great. Trevor Lawrence, for me, like I've seen him play four or five times now. Statistically, people might not think this when they watch all of his tape and all of his games because the Jags have had some superb offensive performance. Jeff, he looks so good. His decision-making, his quickness, getting out of the pocket, making these pinpoint flows that look impossible. I was so impressed yesterday. Just they feel like a team, Jeff. They could just they could light up at the right time. And when we seen like we seen Shad Khan yesterday, immediately after the game, he looked like a man that was sitting in Vegas, quids in, happy days. Their their goal places, man, like they looked so good yesterday. Honestly, I think they're I think they're on the rise, and obviously uh, you can really see the difference in Trevor with Doug Peterson. You know. It is. It's almost incredible the difference between what that kid was under Urban Meyer and what he's developing into being under Doug Peterson. And the thing that was impressive to me about that win was they they ran the football. I mean, they pounded on the Bills. And you know, we had just seen the Bills come off of a playing an extremely good performance defensively against Miami and owning the line of scrimmage and all of that, and then. You know, here come the Jags, and they just ran. The, I thought ran the ball extremely well in the game. Mike, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot, a lot of concern in Buffalo right now because they may have lost Mike Milano for the year. He's he's out. It's literally just been confirmed in the last twenty. He's yeah, out. He's, 
he's probably their best defensive player. And, you know, you lose a guy like that who, can, who does so much for you. Tredavious White's hurt. I mean, they're starting to get chewed up on defense. And obviously, you know, that's not a good sign for them. And especially at linebacker, because now you're talking about real inexperienced linebacker play in a defense where linebacker play is absolutely critical. So there's a lot of concern in Buffalo right now. Uh, if you want to hear more analysis from Jeff, you can see him on tour, linktr.ee slash Reinbold or slash NFL Ireland. All of Jeff's Irish days, apart from Belfast and Limerick, have 20% off tonight. Just for the crack, code Ireland. Cork, there's 11% of tickets left for Cork. That's pretty cool. Well, I tell you what, if, if you get this, this, we got this little temporary sale going on if you don't have a ticket now you better get one because they're going to go out they're going to get cork is going to sell out like cork cork is going to go like it's it's already like there's literally like seven tickets left for cork which is awesome and props jeff to the admirals um and just very quickly on the tour i spoke to liam ryan from from limerick yesterday just different people everyone's very excited so you know like look folks i know it's not easy out there at the minute there's a cost of living crisis everything We've, we very much, Jeff, appreciates it. Let's go back into the football. Let's let's jump back in. Now, Jeff, a couple of things. Like, I think we, like, we need to talk about the Steelers-Ravens game. Uh, but first off, talking about big performances, well done to you the other night, 38-13. That's a hell of a win, man. That's a hell of a win. And um, keep, keep going in that sense. Steelers-Ravens, Steelers win 17-10. But the biggest story for me is they're now top of the north. Two weeks ago, people had them dead and buried. And this has been the most up and down season, Jeff. And we're in week, we're going into week six. It's so topsy turvy because this Steelers offense is not, it's not great. Kenny Pickett, 18 to 32 yesterday, that great pass, touchdown pass. I think it was George Pickens on the day. And, you know, it's really, look, they're, they're really struggling with the run game, but the defense gets them over the line. Ravens are, and this is something to talk about as well, Jeff. I'm sure you remember. Coach Harbour's comments the last time that they were in London, they're coming over tonight. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna spend that's early. Day. I think I think they've learned uh, that's the best way to do it. Um, you know, you talk about this game, and and obviously we knew it was going to be a defensive struggle. It's two great defenses and and uh, two offenses that are still trying to find their way. I, you know, you watch it, and I do. I, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You be happy about the win, but you still have to be concerned about their inability to run the football. Uh, you know, George Pickens and Kenny Pickett, that's a that's a great combination. But outside of that, there wasn't really much for offense yesterday for Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I just don't know if you can count on 136 yards and a touchdown every week from Pickens. And, you know, that's not good. On the other side, you look at Baltimore. Lamar was 22 of 38. You know, he had an interception. He was sacked four times. They got to get that. And again, I understand it's the Steelers and a great pass rush and all that, but they got to get that straightened out. They did not run the ball at all, and that's their signature. They were, you know, Gus Edwards was 12 for 48, and that's your leading rusher. That's not that's not a good day at the office for a, a team that prides itself on its toughness and ability to run the ball. And then Baltimore had three turnovers, and you can, you're not going to win football games against good defensive teams when you turn the ball, ball over three times because you, you know, those are possessions that you lose and bonus possessions for your for your opponents. So this game is, uh, I think, a concern 
still, even though they got the W and it's a divisional game and, you know, they got to be happy about that, but they still don't have all the answers yet in Pittsburgh. And that offense is still going to struggle every time they play against really good defenses. It's it's a big bye week for them, you feel, because like, it, it's sort of like that good time to regroup. They've got a few big games coming up, including that Browns game next month. There's a big watch party in Dublin. We're going to try and get Jeff over for that. Probably not going to happen. Like seriously, if you're over the week before, you should come to that. But if you're, I, you're you'll I, probably I be working I, if you're over. I would love to do it because obviously, you know, when you guys have a watch party, it's a tremendous thing, and I, I'm anxious to get on the ground in Ireland and, and see, you know, just how many Steeler fans there are. I know that the, the, your podcast is going great, and, and it seems like they're starting to develop an identity, and and uh, you know, it'll be fun. I hope they wear their bring their terrible towels when they come to the show. Well, I'm nearly certain I can't speak for Sky Sports, but I would presume they might send somebody out. So let's let me see if I can bribe Neil at the weekend to send you out. We'll see what happens. Uh, that'll be good fun. Shout out to all them. It was great meeting them yesterday. Just just need Jeff over now, folks. I know a lot of people are tweeting him as well, trying to get him over. Um, let's look at a few different games. We we will talk about Sunday night football with people in the comments live looking to talk about it. But let's very quickly talk about a game that didn't feature a world-class superstar in Taylor Swift. Thank God, Jeff, we've moved on now and we're and we're, and, and we're all the better for it. Thank God. Um, wish them all the best regardless, you know. Uh, Chiefs-Vikings was, was, was an interesting game because going into yesterday, Kirk Cousins was 19-0 in the month of October. So that was my stop to the week on every podcast. And I was like, yeah, he's he's not going to win, yada, yada, yada. I tell you what, man, like, like the general consensus from every – from everyone that isn't a Chiefs fan is that the refs screwed the Vikings yesterday. And then the general consensus from the from the Chiefs fans is, well, it's just talent. You know, sometimes you need, sometimes you, you, you need things to go your way. But, you know, you're talking about the Steelers not having a run game. Outside of Pacheo, they were quite sort of quiet in the day. Travis Kelsey went off injured, got a touchdown. He is listed as did not practice today. They played Denver Thursday night. Um that's definitely one to watch, Jeff. But um, just your thoughts on that game overall, because the Chiefs keep going forward. And now the biggest story really is the Vikings going to one and four in the season, a team that a lot of us thought would go down a little bit in the NFC North. But Jeff, I certainly didn't have them going one and four five weeks in. Well, I think there's a couple things that work. Number one, you talk about the Chiefs. Let's say, let's talk about the Chiefs first. When Kelsey got his foot caught in the turf and went down, you could hear a gasp around the world by Chiefs fans because everybody understands how big a part of that offense he is. He got taped at halftime. The x-rays were negative and he came back out and played in the second half. I got to believe he's going to be at least limited this week because that, that kind of a foot injury and ankle injury is, is really, it'll stiffen up and it'll swell up. And so that's going to be a concern for this week. I don't think they need Travis Kelsey to beat Denver, but you know, they're going to have to sign. Sometimes you have to do this. Sometimes you have to protect the player from himself. I would recommend that they that they keep him on the shelf if they can do it. They're going to have to win. You know, this is I think this is where we tend to overanalyze sometimes. You know, no team hits you know a thousand. Nobody bats a thousand. Nobody completes every pass. Nobody you know. So they did not play particularly well offensively in that game. They struggled some, but they won the football game and they won a football game on the road against a team that had weapons. So, you know, if you're Kansas City, you take the points, you take the W and you move on. 
And now if they can you know, ensure that Kelsey's healthy long-term, I think that's really a big key. They're still missing a little bit to me, Mike. I think they, I think they're, they're not, you mentioned Pacheco. They, they don't run the wall, the ball as well as they did in the past. And I just, they're still looking to find that receiver who's going to step up and be the, you know, be the bell cow for that, for that passing game. So uh, I, I think still one of the best teams and certainly in, in the AFC, but uh, you know, not an unbeatable looking team right now. You know, I think if you, if you, if I was doing power rankings, I'd, I'd have them up there in the top two or three, but I, I don't know if I'd say they're the best team in the AFC right now. Um, but Minnesota, you know, that's, that's football. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to deliver. And now, you know, Jefferson tweaked his hamstring when he got his foot caught in the turf and, uh, <clears throat> that's not good if he's not a hundred percent and you know they're just struggling to get to get w's and they need to they need to try and find a way to keep pace with green bay and detroit in that division or it's gonna be a long long cold winter in minnesota <clears throat> you're all good my man you're all good you're talking about the best teams who, who would be number one in your power rankings right now i w- i still say based upon what's happened with milano being hurt Tre Davis White being hurt, I still say you got to say Miami. I, I just really think that, I, you know, you look at what they're doing offensively. And that's AFC on NFC, Jeff. Yeah. No, I'm saying AFC. I'm not saying AFC, NFC. I'm saying AFC. And then again, after what the 49ers did to the Cowboys yesterday, I, I think you got to look at the 49ers as the best team in football, maybe. Uh, shout out to everyone watching live. I really appreciate it, folks, in the comments. Get the comments in. We've got questions coming in about 15 minutes. We will talk about the Niners in a few moments' time. Uh, I, I feel like we've got to talk about the Jets and the Broncos only because of the fact that – did you see Robert Sala at the end of the game? So he, for people not sure, this runs up to Sean Payton and he says, stay humble, and runs off. Now, look, as a Broncos fan who's wearing a mile-high mafia – don't tell the Steelers shirt right now. I'm joking. Um, you know – Jeff, they had this white helmet, and this was like the thing all weekend. It was like we're wearing a white helmet. It feels white. I, I mean, what have we done to deserve this? Like this, this team is trash, hot trash, Jeff. And when you got Brees Hall, who is a hundred and seventy-seven yards on the day, for people that haven't seen it, Russell Wilson fumbles, Jets win the game. I just feel, Jeff, that somebody's praying bad luck on me or something. Mate. One and four in the season. Man, the Jets, for all the negativity around Zach Wilson, two and three. But um, Sean Payton had a little bit of humble pie last night, man. Yeah, and he's not very happy about it. He's had a humble pie all year. They're, they're, you know, For a team that's got as many named players as they do on defense, they're not playing any kind of defense at all. The offense is stagnant. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Right. He's on the downslide of his career. And I think that, you know, it's tough for them to generate any kind of consistent offense. They, they're having trouble protecting the quarterback. I mean, it just it's not a very good scene right now in Denver. They got a lot of work to do to become a good football team. Tough division to, you know, to to do that in, too. So, you know, I, I, I think that, <clears throat> you know, the, certainly the Jets, you could tell were, you know, this was an emotional game for them. And, you know. It's good to see the Jets finally give the ball to Brees like like they should have the last three weeks. Take the pressure off of Wilson. 
don't ask him to win from the pocket as much as they've been asking him to win from the pocket. I think they can be a competitive football team if they do those things. If they don't do those things and they go back to trying to throw it all over the yard and all of that again, then they're going to struggle. But, you, you, you know, you are what your record says you are. And that's a great quote from Bill Parcells. And right now, Denver's not a very good football team. And, you know, the, the Jets are, you know, a team that's trying to get better but and still has some talent on their football team. But the Broncos just look just out of sorts. And, and it's, it's, it's really a shame. They're a disgrace. I've, I have no more to say on it. I, I, I'm at the point now where I don't care about the rest of the season. And that's sad. I think we just bought, like, just suck for luck. Or, you know, how, how do we get a Caleb Williams innuendo there? I, I, Caleb? I, I think I think the fact of the matter is they're, they're not, you know, they made some mistakes. You know, they made some, you know, they gave Russell that, big contract traded all those draft picks away and he's not performed and they've tried everything to get him, you know, fixed and they haven't been able to fix him and they don't, they just don't look like a good, good football teams. Mike don't take penalties. Good football teams stop the run and run the ball. Good football teams convert on third down. You know, those are all things they don't turn the ball over. And those are all things that the Broncos just don't do with any consistency until they do those things consistently, you know, consistently well, they're going to struggle. Right. Let's talk about the Niners. The, the Irish faithful, 49ers Ireland, are having a massive watch party this Sunday in Buskers. I will forget about that, so I'm going to try and say it now. If people are listening to this, Buskers on the ball, Temple Bar this weekend. Maybe Jesse's pulling my fly over, Jeff. I know Jesse would love to be there because he's he loves his faithful fans and you know this is a this you know look at what they did in that game to the Cowboys. Jeff, like not even what they did, they were in, like they're incredible. Like Brock Purdy is like, do you not feel like as somebody that coaches in football, that Brock Purdy is being incredibly, incredibly like not looked or like not taken seriously? Because like look, I've had moments in the last two or three years where I felt. Mike, let me in ask you. In my own career, who's not taking him serious? The NFL, analysts, everything. I feel that, like, what, I, like, somebody, like somebody came out last night on NBC and said Mac Jones in, in, in San Francisco will be balling out. I think Purdy is so much more than an insert quarterback here. He was so good last night, man. He was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the fact that, first of all, I don't care what the analysts say because most of them are just trying to get clicks or likes or you know but the guy throws four touchdown passes in the game last night right they rushed for 170 yards against the cowboys 170 yards against the cowboys now when you when you score 42 points against one of the best defenses in football that's pretty impressive so is he quote, a system quarterback and all of that stuff. I mean, that's just all for for talk show hosts and, you know, all that to chew up. The fact of the matter is the guy makes plays, right? Is the system around him outstanding? Yes. Is he built for that system? Yes. Could he, could he thrive in the Dolphin system? Probably. I don't know if he'd be as, as, as effective as Tua is because he's not that refined a thrower yet. But 
you ask the guy to do certain things in that offense, play action, you know, be on the perimeter on the nakeds and, you know, every once in a while drop back and throw one. I mean, he, he doesn't do much straight drop back. He just doesn't, right? But what he does do is what they ask him to do. And that's all you can ask of any quarterback. That's why it, it frustrates me when I hear people talk about the guy just is good because of the system. It, it, it's no way. I mean, the system enhances his abilities, yes. But this kid's a great football player. And, you know, again, we talked about, and, I, and I'm not using their name in the same sentence because I'm comparing the two of them. But, you know, Brady getting drafted low, right? We always thought about how amazing that was and all the Super Bowls he's won. This kid, as the last player picked in the draft, has done some incredible things. You, you got to think about that, Mike. If you're the last player picked in the draft, mm. that means 31 other teams passed on you seven times. M- minimum seven times. Yeah. So that's that's pretty impressive for a guy that was the was you know there was so much talk about he's too small he doesn't have the arm strength he doesn't have all that stuff but it just goes back to show you that success in the nfl is a team game it's not an individual game it's a team game and accuracy and decision making which he does extremely well are still more important than arm strength or feet or all those other things right because he doesn't have outstanding athleticism he doesn't have outstanding feet or speed or any of that stuff elusiveness he doesn't have an outstanding arm when you put him up there against the big arms in the game but he delivers because he plays within the offense and he knows what he has to do and he goes out and performs and you can't take that away from him no matter what position he was drafted in Jeff, is there any winners or losers or anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to mention from last from from just from this last weekend? Well, I, I you know, the thing like you watch the Lions again. The Lions had another big win, and I thought Hutchinson was outstanding again. That guy is that guy is really really playing well for them. That is a huge win, and I think that they're starting to take a little bit of a stranglehold on that NFC North. Um, you know, the, the the fact that they could go and win as, as they lose it, they lose one of their top defensive backs, right? And which is really sad because a guy coming back off an ACL and gets another one as soon as he comes back. But that's the game sometimes. But they seem to overcome things. They're resilient. They're tough. That's what I, that's what I like about the Lions. They're a tough football team. And then you look at the Cowboys and when I say tough, I'm not talking about physically tough. I'm talking about mentally tough football teams. Mentally tough football teams don't go these have these peaks and valleys like the Cowboys seem to have. Mentally tough football teams perform at a high level all the time. And that's, again, where you look at the Bills and what the, what have the Bills been. They were very average the first weekend. Then they got real hot. Then they were really bad last weekend. You can't you, – you know, you want to win a championship. It's hard to win championships that way. And, you know, so consistently high-class performance, high-level performance, San Francisco, Detroit, Miami, those teams, those are the teams that I think in the end will, you know, be standing when everybody else is, you know, 
watching them play in the playoffs. They'll be standing them, and if you're standing on TV, please God. Um, Jeff, just for this podcast, uh, linktr.ee slash Reinbold. All the Irish dates apart from Belfast Limerick use code Ireland, twenty percent off. Uh, and, and just we'll turn just that a, down. That's a, that's a that's just our offer to you. It's a short term offer, right? And we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to get to those shows because we're going to have a a great time. I mean, a great time. I mean, we are hitting now. We've just about we'll crisscross the island while we're there. I think we're going to be at just about everywhere you can go, isn't there? We're we're not missing a corner, are we? I feel like you know, like we we've we've I've persuaded Jeff to do Dundalk, folks. Now you're Dundalkin, so why not? Why not? I think Dublin sold out, so Dundalk is in between Dublin and Belfast. But why not have a bit of crack? And um, just people watching live on YouTube, please do like, share, subscribe. If you can like the video, it means it makes a massive difference for us. So thank you very much. Loads of questions. We're going to get into this next podcast. Jeff, say aloha. Thanks to you today. Hey, thank you very much, and and we will see you very soon. Aloha.